last week's episode or the week before, mm. you were just super quiet. That's because I was so shy. Right, dude, I know I'm like really gobby with you, but I am naturally like quite shy and shit. I'm naturally quite shy. Shy. This is the problem, right? And this really fucks me off, right? Just Language. because I... I'm sorry, I think we Mr. and a, Mrs. Beck. I think we should have a swear jar. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's just because I repress it. you know what we should do? We should have a swear jar on the show. <laughs> and at the end of the season, well, not the season, at the end of the year, yeah. we'll go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Um, we'll turn up with like 20 pounds worth of one pound coins. And then every time you swear, it's like, ching, well, that's, ching. That's not a doable ching, thing, ching. isn't it? I'll be like paying fucking 30 pounds an episode. Just you have to two pounds already. Thanks. Three pounds. I can't. It's just because as teachers. You have no control. Yeah, we have to like hold it all in until the bell goes and then you can just let rip. And obviously I let rip more than you do because you're such a good boy. Yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> Go on, do the thing. I can't remember how we do all this. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Go I on. think I'm good. <clears throat> I'm going to pour you some vino. Some vino blanc. Yeah, vino blanc. Merci beaucoup. Hungarian. Do you like it? No, that's like French I was speaking. No, I'm doing um, wine, idiot. I like Hungarian wine. Nice crisp bites. Hello, <laughs> my name's Cameron. And I'm Shinara. And welcome back to the Homework Club. How are you? I'm okay. Why are you ignoring me? It's funny. Just staring you. <laughs> Um, how are you, Shinara? I'm very well, Mr. Beck. How are you? Not too bad. Pretty tired. Mm. But I'm good. We've had a nice little catch up tonight. We have. We um We like had like a little hangout. We talked for about an hour before yeah. we've so this is nice. It was nice. I feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the listeners noticed, but last week felt maybe a tad rushed. But yeah, also, should we let them in on a secret? Yeah, I think they know. I think we said it in the podcast. Oh. That the recording stopped halfway through. Yeah. And so we lost, we lost about, about half hour. Yeah, about half an hour. And then when we started again, we were both so yeah. tired and wrapped up. They were like, let's just chow through. So I think it's being reflected in the plays. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully now people listen to this and go, well, let me go see what it sounded like when they... <laughs> they know when, what they're talking about. If we can, yeah. Or if we, if we can hear them be bored and yeah. unhappy with what It wasn't doing. boring. It was just because I think... A lot of the good stuff was when we weren't recording, when it crashed. Well, yeah, we were kind yeah. of like riffing away. Yeah, and then, and then you just went... And then it was like, oh, well, we have to recap some of it, so let's go back. Yeah. It's not the same. Um, so, I don't know. Last actually. week felt weird a little bit, so this week feels nice that we, yeah, can, we can... It feels a bit it. more natural, a yeah. bit more... That's why I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. But I have. I saw you last week. You did see me last I week. I did see you last week. He wasn't thinking about my own... But maybe it also kind of felt like I got here, we recorded, and I left. Mm. So, it was nice to sit down and chat for a bit today yeah but you also like no boozing last week i think i'm not boozing now no but you know yeah but you know when you're on one of your diets it's rude it's not rude it's the truth when you're one of your when you're on one of your diets make sure you speak into the microphone (laughs) (laughs) okay so we decided um even though we didn't reveal this last week that we decided we're going to do quirky films surprise such an excellent Pretty quirky. quirky. Pretty quirky of us. Quirky films. Um, Cameron's decision. Yeah. I I can't remember what it was, but something... I remember this movie that I picked for you came up 
when we were discussing something, and I was like, oh, I really want to do that movie because it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I picked for Shannara Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, and I picked for you Little Miss Sunshine. I feel nasally. I've got cold, so I'm really like... <laughs> Hi, everyone. Is everyone sick We're doing the podcast. Is everyone sick A few school? people are really yeah. sick, like super sick. I hate it. When the lurgy starts at this time of year, it just goes around. Gotta get the free uh, flu shot. I feel like I Superman. I feel invulnerable. I feel like... I got, Do you I have started, to get it every year? Yeah. Oh, I started shit. to get, I started <laughs> to get a bit sick. Oh. <laughs> I got it five years ago. What's going on? <laughs> it's the vaccination. I started to get yeah. a bit sick. Mm. Took like Beecham's or whatever mm. for a day. Fine. Next day. Yeah. Today. The go- like several boys in my A-level media class today were disgusting. Yeah. It's not their fault. They're just like blowing the nose. But like boys blowing their nose collectively. It sounds like an elephant. Yeah, it's that's I um I went down to, like the the year seven uh, progress evening with their tutors today. Mm. I went downstairs and one of the teachers, his his son goes to the school, mm. and so his partner and his other kids were there. Mm. And I went downstairs to talk to another teacher, and I saw them, and I was like, "Oh, I'll go say hi." I went over to give her a hug, and she just was like, "I'm so sick, don't come near me." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." So I sort of waved at her, and we had a chat, and then walked away. I don't want to that. So. I've picked for you Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. And the focuses I asked you, well, the things I asked you to focus on mm-hmm. were the family, mm-hmm. the Dynamite family, <laughs> uh, Napoleon himself, the style, like the sort of visual style and the weirdness of it all. <laughs> the Dynamite family. That's well, that's, I was like, as I was reading some stuff of it, I was like, yeah, all their last names <laughs> are Dynamite. I was like, yeah. <gasps> Kip, oh. His name's Kip Dynamite. Yeah. I'm like, that is sick. That's almost <laughs> as good as Napoleon Dynamite. Is Rico, Uncle Rico, is his surname Dynamite as well? He better be. Rico <laughs> Dynamite. That's cool. <laughs> but like the um, the grandma mm. is... Who is Max's gr- uh, mother in Philadelphia. What? I haven't it, seen Philadelphia. No, in all, it's always said in Philadelphia. Oh. That's Max's mum. You know the one that's is always, it? Yeah, the one that was always smoking on the porch and like white trash. I didn't realize that. What? 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 Whoa, what the what? What the what? She looks exactly the same except for what without. What podcast is, is that from? I don't know. I just said it. What? I don't know. They do that on Weekly Planet. Oh, do they? Well, are you well, really happy that I introduced you to that show? Well, yeah, we'll tag them in this episode again, <laughs> and they'll <laughs> say, they say "Thanks." <laughs> We're very, very popular. Um. Napoleon and the family, the style and the weirdness of it all. Yeah. So, cool. Napoleon Dynamite is a 2004 film. Holy fuck, that's old. Oh, yeah. I didn't 18 how years old. old. Nearly 19 years old. No, uh, 15 years old. What the fuck is it? How is it, how is it 18 oh, years old? Because I was... I Basic maths. Yeah, okay, Fif- go on. Nearly 15 years old. Go on. This is a science teacher, ladies and gents. Can't yeah, not a math teacher. Anyway. Um, Basic maths. It's 2004 mm. uh, American comedy directed by Jared Hess. And starring John Hedda. Hedda? Hedda? I would say Hedda. Hedda. Yeah. John Hedda. Uh, John Griss. Efren Ramirez. I didn't know, like, you know, I don't know the other actors that are in it, except for Max Bum. Mm. Um, it, so, it cost 400000 <laughs> to of make. Of course it did. Of course it, guess, guess how much it make. How much? Guess. Give me one guess. I don't know, like $5 million? $46 million. <gasps> Wow! That's amazing. Um... <laughs> this is—it's <laughs> crazy. So it, so, um, John uh, Jared Hess and John Hedda went to 
college together mm. and they made a student movie, like a nine-minute one, mm. called Palooka mm-hmm. and this starred their character Napoleon Dynamite. So it's based off this nine-minute movie that they made together. Cool. So they went to school together. So um, John Hedder, Hedder, what do we say? Hedder. Hedder got paid $1,000 to do this movie. Okay. After the film's runaway success, mm-hmm. he renegotiated <laughs> for compensation and received a cut of the profits. Can you imagine that? Uh, excuse they, me. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and renegotiate what I got paid. But they could have totally fucked him. Yeah. And be like, nope. Nope, yeah. You signed for a thousand. Because he, like, you know, he wasn't doing it. But it was his breakout. It mm. was his big thing. I was talking to someone, telling them that we were doing this movie. And I was saying who it was. I was like, yeah, you know, John Hedder. He was in, um, he was in... I was like, he was in Blades of Glory. And then he was in... I couldn't think of anything else. Mm. Do you know what else he's done? What? No, I'm, do you know? No, no, I don't. <laughs> let, me find, let me find out because I don't know. <laughs> I don't but think he's done it's like, much. It's like kind of like The Matrix, you know, like um, with... Um, you say it's like The Matrix? No, 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 in The Matrix, you know, um, Keanu Reeves, he didn't take salary, he took a percentage. Yeah, right? but not... But like He didn't decide that after it was successful. No, 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 but that's my point, right? Like, because he took that percentage, like, he went on to, like, make, like, a gazillion pounds from it as opposed to taking a salary. Yeah. Like, if John Heater had taken a percentage, can you imagine what more he could have made? But then... But he did. He got a cut of the profit. Hmm. So, I think he did get a percentage at the end. But not anything from royalties? Do you know? Well, I don't know. He doesn't have that information. (laughs) So, he did... Yeah, he did, like, nothing. He did Blades of Glory, which was him and Will Ferrell were ice skaters. He did. Oh, that's the one Scott was talking about yesterday. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's funny. I've never seen it. He said it was really funny. Oh, he did Sock Baby 4. Uh-huh. He did Legend of Kung Fu Rabbit. Okay. Pinocchio. Buddy Holly is alive and well on Ganymede. Got a problem with Pinocchio as a story as a whole. I think it's a bit too dark. I feel like it's not that dark? It's a bit like... It's a bit too sad. If you think... Come on, man. If you think about it... He wants a kid so bad that he makes little wooden kids. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it's so sad. Um, <laughs> he's currently in a movie. Well, no, he was in a TV show called Swedish Dicks. Okay. Maybe porn, I don't know. But he kind of hasn't really done anything else. I think, I feel like after this, he kind of was like, damn, this is the new funny mm-hmm. guy. And then he did Blades of Glory and everyone's like, sweet, this is going to be super funny. And then it wasn't. And then he just didn't do anything else. Oh. I don't know. Shame. Hope he's happy. And not desperate to be a superstar you know what i mean yeah um do you want me to explain the plot yeah or what yeah you do it's however much there is yeah <laughs> so there's we get our title character napoleon dynamite mm. he lives with his brother and his grandma we never hear about the parents do we i think they died i think that's implied it's implied they died mm. and he's just the weirdest dude and he goes to, he's like he's in high school and his brother's like 32 and still lives at home um, chatting online to babes all day. But yeah. uh, early on in the film, his grandma breaks her coccyx from a quad biking accident and yep. Uncle Rico has to come and live with them. That's what grandmas do. Yeah. And he's kind of a bully and he's kind of mean to them. But it, like the plot is mm. that Napoleon Dynamite wants to go to the like the prom mm-hmm. and he asks a girl who feels guilty and ends up going and then his friend runs for school president and then Napoleon Dynamite has to do a dance. The end. 
Like, yeah. you could almost break it down like, he goes to the thing, he helps him run for president, he does a dance, the end. He's kind of mental because when we, I watched it again yesterday and Scott and I, we were a bit like, how did this even get <laughs> made? How did someone say, this is my idea, oh would my you God, like can it? Can you imagine that boardroom? Yeah. I mean, the okay, only so way... Okay, so what happens at the end? Oh, nothing. Nothing happens, no. A really weird ending. Oh, but is but he really popular at the end? No, nope, not really. Nothing happens. And <laughs> unless there was a script reading with the casted actors, I oh, don't see it selling. Totally. Jeremy, I, I just don't see it because but it's just such a weirdly mundane script. And everything about this film is mundane from the colour scheme yeah. to the setting, to the location, to the actors. Everyone plays in a really mundane really dry dry. like it's all really dry it's not even dry in so much as dry funny it's just boring and i think that kind of boring makes it funny yeah oh totally so it's like like there is there is such crazy scenes made out of like nothing yeah absolutely i totally agree with you let's focus on napoleon so I have watched this film several times and I never really gave heed to the actual title sequence, which I think is freaking smart. Yeah. So do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. So the title sequence is built up. So you've got like, you know, the names of the directors and basically the production crew, but they, they've used like plates and food items and pencils and stationery and all these things. And every single thing kind of looks at the film directly yeah. and it kind of reveals more of their eating habits and their life habits, etc. And it's something that's really simple, but then imagine the execution of it. Yeah. Because that was awesome. And at the end, when they said the directors and the director, sorry, the screenplay, and it's um, Jared Hessier and Jerusha Hess, and it's like put um, like the pencils yeah, yeah. put down, and there's like the hands are just moving across, just to like get it so fixed. good, isn't it? I was like, it's so simple. And then the food, you know, the weird, and it, it, it kind of, in a way, I can see where Juno kind of got its influence. That with the food, yeah, like the I dry totally get that. kind I totally of get diet that. food with a little bit of brown rice and a little bit of. And it's it's a real. I reckon it's a it's a similarly like color palated movie. Absolutely, the color palette is so it's drained. Yeah, nothing pops. It's very just dull in itself, but the colors in themselves are quite bright. They're well, quite pastel. We were trying to work out what year this was made. Yeah, we're kind of jumping all around our focuses mm. here because we're kind of talking about the oh, style. Fuck it, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it looks like the 70s yeah, or 80s or something with that something. sort of like, yeah, kind of like mustardies everywhere mm. and this weird like olive greens. It's you know, those sort of colors. Yeah. It's one of those films where you honestly don't know what time era it's meant to be set in. And there's only one clue that gives away the time period. And that is actually two clues. Internet. They had internet. Yeah. Because right. he was matter- chatting online yeah, to babes. Chatting online. So it doesn't matter if it's dial up or not we can pinpoint that time then and also the song so you have the song at the end with the dancing you have one from Backstreet Boys and you have um, Jeremiah 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 I can't say it's too hard N's and R's and M's really like freaking me up right him so him that guy you know yeah. the guy with the amazing the music videos that guy okay so those two so they, that's literally the only clue you get into pinpointing a time yeah. other than that it's vague and I remember when I was growing up and I would watch like um, My Super Sweet 16 and shows like that or like, you know, 16 and Pregnant, you know, those kind of... All those 16-year-old yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, all those shows. Right. And I would always say, dude, like, 
like American like suburbia is like really backwards. They dress really like old fashioned in mm. a way and everything looks a bit old fashioned. And I feel like this America's is kind of is kind of showing that. It's yeah, kind of like highlighting America's that. America's so like fantastically massive, right? And it's very populated, but some towns, small towns like that would probably be a little bit backwards in so much as like fashion and eating habits, etc. So I think that comes across yeah. quite well, that small town that mentality. It's like stuck in, stuck in the past. Yeah. And that's, I think that's also fine because I don't really see like if you're fine, then why, why yeah. do you need to like, why do you need to be like fashionable? Yeah. Or, you know, if you're fine. And it was like, they kind of tried to make a really generic town, yeah. a really generic high school. And Everything it was, was as, it was as like, you'd expect. Typ- stereotypically yeah. normal American like he's getting, high school. He's a weirdo. He's this like tall, gangly kid. He speaks through his nose like nah, 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 all time. He doesn't make eye contact. He's really like self-obsessed, etc. He's getting bullied. And I, one of my favorite scenes where he's just standing in front of the lockers and this guy just goes past and just like shoves him in the lockers. And this obvious jock with the jock Yeah, yeah, with the, with, the, with the Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's the iconog- uh, iconography is there. And you just think, yeah, so they're just ticking all the boxes for that like, cliche, cliche, cliche. But, uh, but kind of flips the whole thing on its everything's head. Everything's flipped. The first bit of dialogue in this film is the best dialogue <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. This, so he gets on the bus, Napoleon gets on the bus, and you got this little kid, and he's like, hey, Napoleon, what are you going to do today? And he's like, anything I like, gosh. Yeah, and it really and sets him up as that's like, it. well, he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, isn't he? he's mental, and he's just like really... But that opening What's that scene, word? like he's like you know when like you had like 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 kind of like petulant. He's a petulant child. Yeah, like the way he's behaving in a weird way as well. Yeah, and then he gets this like little GI Joe toy kind of, and puts it in a string, a string and throws, throws it, it out and just holds the string. Yeah, and it's well, never I think explained. that sets the whole tone of the movie. Absolutely it's does. like all right, okay, so we're in. And we're it makes in... sense what the little kid said. What are you going to do today? Because yeah. obviously that means he's been doing weird shit forever. Yeah, but. That he didn't ask it in like um he wasn't even making fun of him. No, he was like curious. Genuinely He's like, hey, curious, what, what yeah. are you gonna do what today? What are you gonna do today? Absolutely. And but then he yeah. <laughs> he has that um he has that speech about uh, Loch Ness monster. That scene uh, was ally. brilliant. Like all when, the scenes are brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's true. But so Napoleon gets up and he has his class presentation and it's bullshit and no one gives a shit. The teachers don't give Loch a Ness, shit. Yeah. And it's meant to be at Loch Ness, but he t- starts talking about like underwater allies and like all this like mythological like crap bullshit made up that he's made up kids aren't listening they're bored teachers not listening and i think it's brilliant kind of especially as teachers like i don't know what you're about like with homework but i don't really set that much homework it's been cracked down this year we have to be like we're uh setting every week yeah that's fine Right, in my opinion. Because I did do that. I did set homework like all the time and I'm doing quotation marks right now. Because I don't give a fucking flying fuck. Right, the kids are not You owe me about 17 pounds for today's (laughs) episode. It's like this, right? The kids, if they're not going to learn any lesson, they're not going to go home and suddenly go, you know what? I'm going to consolidate my learning and I'm going to do an amazing job of this homework. I think homework needs to be very simplified and be like revision of what you've learned as opposed to... I'm going to write this 3,000 word essay and it's going to be fantastic. It's not going to be fantastic because it's going to be boring. <laughs> because 
Especially with like English You know how our podcast boring. is called The Homework Club? Yeah. Should be promoting homework and saying how good it is <laughs> and how they should be doing creative projects and... Oh, come on. We do our homework last minute. We even know that. We're adults, okay? <laughs> I have an English degree, okay? We are trained to doing things last minute, okay? When the lecturers out there on the, like, pedal, like, on the stage going... Do not leave this last minute, this 4,000 word essay. You're sitting needs there all in the lecture, finishing like, off your thing, finishing like, off your assignment. Like, we know what we were talking about. Like, yeah, we got two weeks. That's fine. Night before, we're like cracking this shit down. Spark notes, thank you for my degree. That's what that's I'm saying. True, that's like, true. It's it saved my life. Should we get them to sponsor us? Oh my God. <laughs> Spark notes. I told, I remember in my last school, I said to a, um, in front of a school, like year 11 class, I said, if you ever get stuck, spark notes. Spark notes, everything. This is in English, obviously. I was like, it saved me. It gave me my degree. And like, obviously, this is my training year. The teacher had to call me and say, like, you can't be you saying can't these things. That. And I was like, but why not? It's a teaching tool. It's free on the internet. Yeah, it's free. And, it's like, teaching tool. and it's amazing. There's, no, there's nothing stopping kids from finding it themselves. No, exactly. I was just like, like I'd rather you go on Spark Notes and like on weird channels yeah. or like Wikipedia that's not right verified etc but it's so but go, yeah. yeah go and spark um, it was really funny because we we've just changed the way we do our homework for science mm. and that we have this website that basically can generate it's like a quiz basically yeah. so it's like it's a lot easier for the kids to just get it done it's on the computer mm. you can pick you can set 200 questions if you want you mm. can set 10 questions you can pick what they're all about but one of the kids was like <laughs> she thought she was getting one up on me because she was like um so like we're just doing this in our own time on our own computer what's stopping us from like looking up the answer on the internet i'm like so you're gonna home and if you don't know the answer you're gonna seek out the, you're gonna research and find the answer somewhere <laughs> else i'm like fine you yeah. do that she's like oh i'm gonna get all the questions right i'm like please yeah. Please do. Do it. Please search and find the answer to these 100%, questions. I have no marking to you. Thank you very much. But like, and you've actually sought out the information. This is the whole point. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think homework is? I'm not trying <gasps> to like, I'm not giving you an exam at yeah. home. I want you to go and find the yeah. answers. That's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, we're getting off topic. We are getting off topic. Um, right. Let's, so bring Napoleon, back to the, let's bring it back to the Dynamite family. Yeah, so Napoleon's a weirdo and his family reflect it. So his, his grandma... She obviously loves the kids, mm. but she is Very having this weird, like, not midlife. She's having like a... You know what? I disagree with that. I don't think she's having any kind of crisis. I think she that's is. That's who she is. That's, yeah, because yeah, she's badass. And she's like, feed yourselves, do this, do that. She's like going out all the yeah. time. And she's out with the girls. And then she's mm. out like quad biking. Yeah. And she's going surfing She's or having whatever. fun. Yeah. She's got a life. And I feel like that was her life before she had to look after the kids. That's true. And... She's, I think she's an excellent role model because she's saying to them, don't be lame, you can still have fun. Yeah, but they she's also like, have a llama, like, by the way. What the fuck is Tina, Tina the llama? Tina the llama? Eat the food, Tina. Tina, Go get you, your food. Get, Tina. Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> I remember, so this movie must have come out when we were in high school or in college because we quoted this movie to death. You would have been in college. Get the food, Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> Eat the food. It was an eye contact. We did the eye contact thing. So we would like just like look like sideways and not make eye contact <laughs> when we spoke to each other, and we'd be like, "So like, what were you doing today?" Oh gosh! Well, there's the great line about his skills. Yeah, He's he like, has no skills. Women like only like men with great skills, like no bow hunting skills or computer hacking skills. Yeah, he's like, I got no skills. But before that, at the beginning, he said he went. On the weekend, he went bow hunting. Yeah. You remember when he? And he's such a typical teenager. He's like. 
a good American version of like Jay from The In Between Us. Like, Where he's making lies about everything. Everything but like, exaggerated. It's yeah, it's so nerdy, geeky like. and nerdy. And like, obviously Jay, you know, like the clunge and all that stuff. And it's like, this did not happen. You did not bang four women yeah. at the same time. Like, Just like Napoleon did, yeah. didn't go bow hunting. Yeah, he did not. Like, it's so obvious. And I like when the jocks pick on him for his stories. But like, tell us what you did. Yeah. Because it is ridiculous most of the time. The family consists of the grandma and his brother, Kip. Who's, who's 32, yeah. living at home. He doesn't look 32 though. He looks younger than Napoleon. Yeah, he does. And he's always wearing those shorts. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, not like so shorts. so funny. Like, Man. Oh, yeah. So what, what, what prompts them to go to the martial arts place? Um, because... He's got beat up or he got picked on or something. Kip. Kip decides to go to the martial arts place, sees it on the TV... Yeah. He says, can you take me into town? Yeah. And no, not take me into town. He said, can you give me a lift? No. Nope. Can you give me... Can you roll me into town? Can you roll me into town? Yeah. And it gives... It's like a hard cut to Napoleon on his bike and Kip on his roller, blo- on his roller skates yeah. with a rope behind the bike. Yeah. That is such a funny... And he's just like waving to people yeah. as he goes past. He is so camp. Do you and, think so? Oh, yeah. He's like super camp and he's wearing his little shorts and like... They tried to make him so sort of silly. And then he he talks. He says he's been chatting to babes online all day. Yeah. And he's exhausted. And he's been talking to... I keep saying her name wrong. LaFonda. Yeah, LaFonda, yeah. And then partway through the movie, he goes to meet LaFonda at the bus station. Yeah. And she's this, what? Six, six foot, foot six or something. Yeah. Like really tall black lady. And he's like, hey. With and ashy blonde hair. Yeah. This is the yeah. thing. Because that's all he describes her as. She's got ashy blonde hair, but she's not showing me full photos. So you think it's a scam. And you think it's a scam. Yeah. You're built up to think it's yeah. a scam. And then she arrives. Mm. And she's so and nice. And even still, you're yeah. like, oh, she like she's going to yeah. be using it. And then she goes and gives you like a big kiss. And then they're together. Like yeah. That's like the whole thing. But like, she's so nice. Yeah. Like she's so kind. And she's super nice to Napoleon. Yeah. And she just like, she's madly in love with Kip. And you just yeah. think. Kip is like the so most weasley weird guy because it's not about looks at the end of the day, right? We know that as women, the better gender, obviously we know this, right? Okay. But it's not all about looks, but his personality is so flipping beige, man. Like he is like over the top boring, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he's and just weird. I love their um their first interaction mm. when Napoleon gets out of class to go and call him. Mm. And there's that, that oh, it's such a little thing, but I found it so funny when he gets on the phone and mm. he like has to walk around the corner. He like walks around the corner by himself away yep. from the school nurse and he's calls him out. He's like, Kip, can you bring my chapstick down to the school? Yeah. He's like, no, Napoleon. What is that? Is it, I'm chatting online with babes. Yeah. But my lips hurt real bad. <laughs> and he's like, can't you just get one from the school nurse? Gross. <laughs> That's their whole interaction. Yeah. He's like, can you bring my chapstick down to the school? It's not gosh. It's gosh. Gosh. It's like really petulant. But my lips hurt real bad. <laughs> Case dears. So like Scott's got this thing when he watches a, a film like several times, he like, like he memorizes all the lines, right? And yeah. he'll like say them as the film's watching. And he started yesterday and I was like, you need to shut the fuck yeah. up right <laughs> now. Like we are not doing this tonight. I need to watch this properly. I don't need you in my ear repeating the same <laughs> flipping lines. But isn't it more fun right? like that? It's so annoying. I hate it. And I hate it when he like goes, oh, the next scene's really funny. Yeah, it's like, shut the that. fuck I up. Know, just I watch to, it. I have to stop just myself doing that. Just watch the film. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, so we've covered... The family and the style. Family. Oh, 
we haven't mentioned Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. So, His days, he used to be a football player. He did. So he is almost a grandma player. gets injured, so he has to come and look after them. And Napoleon proposes a very good question. Why? Because Kip's, 30. Kip's 32. Like, why do you need... No, you guys. You need and my even, help. And even Napoleon's like... He's got to be like 18 or something because he's like a senior in yeah. high school. It's so like, like, we 18. don't need looking yeah. after. They're not little kids. And Rico's <laughs> is... um, He's like a Tupperware salesman. Right, but he is unfortunately the creepiest guy without trying to be creepy. Like he comes. Well, I think he's trying to be creepy. I don't think so. Like you know when he like he's a he's like a total sleaze. Yeah, but what he's saying and how he's behaving are two like opposing things. So when he's acting, what he's saying is actually like fine if you delivered it in a normal way. But everything he does is really creepy. He's like super slimy, but he also. Like he starts selling Tupperware, but then yeah. he also starts selling like breast enhancement. But that's because the company that was like he's basically yeah. no, he is a pure salesman. Oh, he doesn't give God. a shit about what he's selling. This is as your long as this is selling. your bloody business. No, it's bloody true. business brain. No, it's true. Like he's just selling whatever the company's like. He's so dumb that he's not thinking. Actually, why am I doing this? Yeah. He's just gonna sell what the fuck. The- is being told, oh my God, I've lost my 20 pounds already. Like, yeah. <laughs> I owe you so much money. We're not doing swear jar. I'm going to be flipping bankrupt. Um, so I'll stop swearing then. <laughs> I, I, I try. I swear, I don't swear in the daytime. Anyway, so he's so dumb that he will sell anything. Like he will absolutely sell it because his company have told him to sell it, right? So when he like stopped his van, says to Summer, the popular girl in high school and the other girl, um, the date the that one? Napoleon is going oh, to go on. Trish yeah. or something. Yeah, Trish. Yeah, Trish. Like, you're right. And he like hands them the leaflet. He's like, oh, you're right, girls. You know, like... That's and, so creepy. And he's just like, it's oh, so you creepy. know, you're like blinded Bar's daughter, aren't you? Yeah. Can you just give this to her and make her hand it around to her friends? And they look at the leaflet and it's like breast flipping, like enhancement. Yeah. And you're like... that, And then they start like covering their breasts. And it's like, that is creepy. But he, he honestly, in my opinion, did not... Like, he wasn't being yeah, creepy. He was he just was selling. He was a bit creepy with the mum. He was a bit, like, sort of sleazy. Well, he just spoke about Napoleon. No, he still wets yeah. his bed. He did that for a sale. Yeah, but uh, was he doing it for a sale? He's doing it to try and charm her uh-huh. in a creepy way. I don't know, because Napoleon gets a date. Yeah, and then she because, ditches him straight away. Well, yeah, but you know what? She does ditch him, but she feels bad. You can see that straight away. You know when Summer comes and says, just come with us, and she turns back and she looks at them to yeah. see it, and she hesitates. And then she goes, she's a good girl at the end of the day. And Summer's the baddie. Yeah. Right? Because she's blonde and pretty and popular. So she's obviously uh, the baddie. T- yeah. T- 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 um, I like when... So his best friend, Pedro, they had one interaction. They become best friends, obviously. <laughs> and Pedro... <laughs> when he gets it, when, <laughs> Pedro when he like, borrows his bike? Yeah. He's like, have you ever taken off any sweet jumps? And they build like a jump out of one brick and mm. a piece of wood. Whoa, you got like three feet of air that time. And then when Napoleon does it and smashes through it. That's so good. Yeah. And it's like, sweet. Oh no, lucky. About the bank. Lucky. So Pedro's is like, again, like this weird looking. He's like, a, he's like an exchange he's, student. He looks about 40. Yeah, because he looks older mustache. than Scott. Like he's like fully old. And he's an old actor as well that's playing this character. That's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? And. He's playing this like 18 year old and he asks out the most popular guy in high school with like no qualms. Like, I'm going to ask her out. What are you going to do? I'm going to build her a cake. Build her a cake or something. Something. And you know what? You know, honestly, that cake, 
looked pretty sweet. Yeah. It looked like a nice cake. He's obviously got actual skills, baking. Um, he asks about, she rejects him in the most bitchiest way possible. Handwritten note, Pedro, love heart, all of that. Inside, no. No, yeah. She's a bitch. Total bitch. <laughs> Handy hand club. Okay, no, the happy hand club. Yeah. Okay, right. I know it's sign language to a point, but what's what what's the rest of it? Like, is it just dance? It's yeah, dance it was a weird sign. dance thing. Right. That scene, it, it lasted, it was, it was again, it was funnily like when he's doing that and he does yeah. the butterfly, like the bird thing and he's like staring at it. It lasts like too long. Yeah. But then it's like, that's really funny. Yeah. Because it's him just staring at himself doing it like a hand bird. So Napoleon's part of the Happy Hands Club at the beginning. Again, it's like this like presentation that I do, which is like sign language club with weird yeah. dance moves. And then Summer goes and hijacks it later. So when so Pedro and Summer are both running for class president. And obviously Summer's probably going to win because she's the most popular girl. And Pedro and runs. Nobody knows yeah. Pedro. But that's been really famous. Was that big with you guys that vote for Pedro t-shirt? No. Ah, uh, so that T-shirt that he wears yeah. got super popular yeah. in our like area. Yeah. And people would like go out on the town with a vote for Pedro shirt. Is that shirt. because your population is so tiny? That's not why we wore that probably. shirt. Probably because like you had like that one film that one year, right? Yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> yeah, it. In Dan Under. Um, so Summer then hijacks and she's always dismissed that club and then she goes and hijacks it and then does her whole like weird like dance and stuff. And the teacher's like, Oh, where's your skit? Where's your skit? And they didn't know they had Pedro to do a skit. Pedro didn't know he had to do a skit. Napoleon is a good fucking friend, man, because he didn't know and he'd been practicing his dance for some reason, right? <laughs> yeah, that's never he, explained. Yeah, because he like... finds this video in the like charity shop and he's like, yeah. yeah. And then LaFonda gives him a tape and he starts practicing dance. And then he's like, oh, no, nah, we need to do a skit. And he does like... His dance routine. And That's it a is good like, friend. You would not do that for me. Oh, I would not, not. I would not do that for you. But you have this like ridiculous movie with this ridiculous character, and then it turns out that like that dance scene was awesome. Yeah, like it was so good. It was so bad because it was. It good. was but it was it was bad in the sense that it was like it was like he didn't have rhythm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. had rhythm and he had timing. He was just doing silly movements. Mm. It's like the same thing with the like spinal tap thing. It's like yeah. good musicians playing dumb music. Yeah. It's like a good dancer doing a dumb dance. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like, it is funny. Watching bad dancing isn't funny. That moment though. So he does his dance. This, this is the climax of the film. He does his dance. And then there's this, like a moment of complete silence. And then the entire room erupts. <laughs> yeah. He erupts with cheering and everything like, I was like oh that's fun and he just runs off stage yeah he runs away <laughs> yeah and Pedro wins I think it would have been it would have been just as good if he if everyone had just stayed silent and he yeah <laughs> it, like I, I completely agree with you and I think that adds to what we spoke about like one of the categories the weirdness of it all yeah Um, the girl okay let's talk about oh, the girl oh Debs yeah Debs so she's so weird so weird she's a photographer slash salesperson slash just a full on weirdo she's making little like bracelets yeah. or they you make even... them in school yeah of course yeah, everyone, course. everyone did you know what i have to say i think it's a good thing when kids make stuff like this because you know it's, it's skillful isn't oh, it yeah. like yeah it's like logic. and it gives you a good uh, it gives you a good sense of like well if i build this thing if i make this thing and i can sell it mm -hmm. that's that's awesome absolutely deb i think was I think she probably brought into question what time period it was set in because of her style. So she was dressed very 80s with the hair with and the everything. the hair, yeah. yeah. And I think her, as a factor, made you say, 
actually it was the 80s because everything about her was 80s she wore those jumpsuits yeah but the music yeah. wasn't so who no, knows yeah. i know it, it doesn't <laughs> but really he matter. looked 70s i thought napoleon looked yeah. like he was from the 70s i agree it's the 70s 80s and he had 90s and i think i, I think it was like kind of like a celebration of these like eras yeah in small yeah, town yeah, yeah. america in a way and because it didn't matter nothing yeah. like nothing it, it nothing didn't have matters, to do with anything no. so it was like i'll just chuck it all together I thought she was great. So Napoleon and her obviously fancy each other in their own weird way, but Pedro asks her out and then she says yes. Yeah, because she's just awkward. Yeah. And Napoleon like is obviously heartbroken because that was his girl. And then he has like a mini falling out with Pedro about it. And I, I think it's quite funny that they have this like weird, very like dry falling out. They're not angry at each other or no. anything. Like, well, they're both girl. so awkward. Like they're yeah. both super awkwardly... Um, like shy and mm. quiet that that's about as far as it gets. The style of it, again, is very slow. It is slow, but I think you're right. Is that this, like, really strangely, the slow, boring part of it made it funnier. Yeah. Which is not very common that... Very hard to do, I would Really ask. hard yeah. to do. What did we watch the other day that we were like, this was, bo- this was slow? Oh, it was that fucking... Fl- you didn't like Blues Brothers. You yeah. thought Blues Brothers was too yeah. slow. But it was... But, and I would also... And I love Blues Brothers, but I also agree that blue, that, that slowness 11, didn't add to it. Yeah, and that was painful. Yeah. But even Blues Brothers, which was a good movie, mm. it didn't add anything to it no. being slow. Where this, in a weird way, yeah. did. You kind of... And I remember watching this the first time. You kind of got sucked into the world, mm. where because you had this, this stereotypical middle America, like whatever it was, mm. high school vibe. You kind of just wanted to know more what was going yeah, on. And so, I agree. yes, it was slow, but you were kind of like, oh, I love it. I just love seeing what's happening. Also, fourteen years on, we're watching this and we're still appreciating it, yeah. just like we did the first time round. Because of that weirdness of it all, yeah, because yeah. you don't know when. And there's it's not set, really many so movies like it. No, like well, no, no, no movies like it yeah. really. Not at all. And I think it's like, I think that style. Very few people could pull this off. Yeah. I think the but only person that I'm thinking of in my head right now might be Wes Anderson. I was gonna say I was yeah. about to say the same thing, and might he be. even then has he's the re- he's so probably got the closest feel to it. But it's even not that. No, because his is still very beautiful and yeah, gorgeous and, and, and kind grand. Of, and kind of more clever. Yeah. But and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that Napoleon Dynamite isn't clever. I'm saying that the, the appeal of its humour isn't in clever jokes. No. It is. I think it's... Everything is really well calculated. Everything... Nothing is done in there just like plonked in. Everything was thought about really carefully. But the humour is this weird, like, surreal... Oh, I don't know. It's really hard it's to describe. Hard. It, it is. is. It's hard to describe. It's like, you know, trying to Do you know what it is? to a blind person. Do you know what it is? It's quirky. It's quirky. Bloody qu- it's, bloody, it's, it's a bloody quirky, quirky movie. Hey, did you know that quirkiness fits into our theme this week? What? I know. What the what? It's like we planned it or something. Right? What the fuck? Yeah. It is. It's definitely quirky. Yeah. But almost totally unique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think almost totally. I think totally. You know, yeah. I think it really is. All right, grade wise, what we're going to grade it? I'm going to give it an A. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A. Yeah. This, this it's whole, awesome. It, it holds so a awesome. spot in my heart. Yeah. Like, I think it was, a, like, I, it was such a quote. Till this movie day, and, I remember the first time I watched it. Yeah, me and too. I remember just like, la- like just laughing. Me too. Yeah. And I remember when it started, I was like, what is this? What, yeah. what is this? And then you get to the end, you're like, that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Right. So I chose for you one of my favorite quirky films, Little Miss Sunshine. I remember the first time I watched this film and literally my heart was warmed like the rays of sunshine. I I have do you know what there's a there's a number of movies that I have the same reaction to. Mm. And people say watch this movie and I say no thank you. Mm-hmm. That looks dumb and boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have and I have a real problem. Except for your, your other problems. Apart from the other problems. Yeah. <laughs> that when what the movies I feel like watching are very limited. Right. I if I sit down and I have to pick a, if I'm sitting by myself, I'll pick a comedy, mm-hmm. a sci-fi, mm-hmm. an action, mm-hmm. pretty much exclusively. Is that I because won't pick, you're like a stereotypical man? Maybe. Yeah. I won't pick a drama or a political thing or a, even dumb? like thrillers and stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. I pick horrors and things. But this is a kind of movie that someone's mm. like, oh, it's about a family going to like a beauty pageant. Mm. I'd be like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. This sounds so boring. It sounds dumb. And then you watch it and you're like... One of the best movies I've yeah. ever seen. Like, actually. The thing is, right, and I've seen this film quite a few times. It was only the other day when I watched it again. And I was just like, this is one of the most, like, tropiest films in the world, right? It's literally like, let's take a code. And the code is a car, which equals the journey, yeah. which is self-discovery. It's like they've taken, like, these, like, theories. Like, let's say, Todorov's, like, narrative theory and gone, yeah, let's just do that. Let's just do they, what that says. But they do it. So well, so and it's well. Just like they and the bits they sort of spin on yeah. to it are just really funny. Like this, you know what? When I tell you about the details behind this film, you're going to be like blown away. Whoa! Honestly, I can't because wait. it's 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 just one of those films. So this film was released in 2006, but the production of it, not the filming, but the actual production of it, took more than five years Whoa. because of how that blows many, my mind. How many times to disrupt it? They're like what halfway through filming or something? Halfway through production, they were just like halfway through casting, blah blah blah. Actually, we're not just not interested. So out of the, all this, this is how I feel about watching it. <laughs> they were just like, ah, does it really have an appeal? Yeah, ah, does it do that? Blah, blah. And they just kept dropping it, right? And the initial writer walked out after like four weeks or something, saying that you know what, this is not happening. So he walked out. New writer came in, added a new scenes, left. Another right came in, then the original right said, actually, can I buy back the rights? And that was, and he put his own money in, and that's when he finally got filmed. Yeah, wow. And it was filmed only in 30 days. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that mental? The production took five years, yep. then it took 30 days. Now, it says here the budget was 8 million. That's not true. That 8 million was what he put in from his own money. Technically, you don't uh, count that, right? Initially, it was 400,000. And it made is that, is that how much it cost to actually, like... Well, it was film the thing. Basically, surely most that, of it was on casting. So, mm, that that's quite interesting as well. So, four hundred thousand, right? Initially, that's about five years worth of money. People just like faffing him around. And then he was like, "Fuck this! I'm just put my own money in. Everything I've got, putting it in, right?" And he did it. Hundred, hundred um, million, hundred and five million. Yeah, hundred point five million. Sorry. Wow. That's what it made. It was amazing. Now you're saying casting. That's interesting, simply because. The people that were casted initially, like in the film, they weren't, they didn't generate enough as much as they did after the film's release. That makes sense. So, for example, Steve Carell was at the time of casting wasn't that known. And then he did. But in between, yeah, Forty Year Old Virgin came out and he shot up. So initially, the studios were like, so he's like the 
absolute dream story of yep. you book someone and yep. then they hit the big yep. time. And it was the same with all the other characters. Now, the guy that plays the grandfather... Um, Alan Arkin. Yeah. So he funny. Won, so funny. He won an Academy Award for less than 40 minutes screen time. He for was this in movie? It. Yeah, he won it? less than 40 minutes and he won an Academy Award. You know what? It doesn't surprise me. He yeah. is such a good character. Brad Kinnear, who played Richard Hoover, the dad, he was, I think, like the fifth or four, sixth choice right because everyone kept rejecting that character then the film came out they're like shit that was perfect robin williams says shit like so many people were yeah, like yeah. shit should have played this character because it wasn't sold well enough yeah because they were nobodies when they first came out right like i said a film was released in 2006 um eight million well technically eight million budget made 100.5 million directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris. I love collaboration, uh, collaboration direction. I don't know it's how you It's weird that doesn't happen more. I know. You think it's such a job? Mm. Get I a few people to do it. Get what? a group of people nah, to do it. I think you can get assistant directors, etc. But I feel like with a director or an artist, etc., it is their baby. And I feel if you're not sharing the exact same vision, it can kind of become problematic. Yeah, uh, but it's like, you know, you have a group of writers. But you have a principal writer, so... Like, Not necessarily, so you have, you have you writing do. teams. No, though. here you go, so it's written by Michael Arndt, but he obviously had other writers to help him, but he's going to get credited. Mm. But I've, I think in, in, TV, in TV shows, at least, you'll have... Several directors, three or four. Yeah. No, but you have three or four writers on a mm. show as well. Yeah, but it's not a TV show, it's a film. It's all about credit, isn't it? It's all about credit. Well, there goes our credit. joint directing plans. I'm not going to do it with you now, because you're Which so against film? it. I'm not against it. I just feel like you I was need about to, to say our idea for that TV show, but I genuinely think it's a good idea, and so I don't think we should say. What it. you mean, my idea—the one that I told you—and then now you're just like what D- claiming it? I as was supporting it. Uh, you were supporting it. I told Scott yesterday, so he knows it's my idea. So screw you very much. Well, okay. there goes any of you the help I'm going to give you. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, this film is basically about a little girl called Olive, um, played by uh, Abigail Breslin, who was nominated for um, an Oscar for a supporting role. And wasn't there some Which, weird thing about it that she she was like too young or something? Like she was, yeah. it was a whole thing because it was like yeah. they've nominated her even though she can't win because she's too young. That's why it was a supporting role. Yeah. As opposed to, because she was the main character. She, and she day. was, she crushed yeah, it. Yeah, she crushed it. Abigail Breslin plays Olive, who is the youngest child of the Hoover family. And she finds out that she has been put forward for a Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant because someone else dropped out because someone died or whatever. Like, yeah. it's like, it's so something, vague. Ri- something, something yeah. ridiculous happened. Her father, played by Greg Kinnear, Richard Hoover, is a motivational coach who is trying to sell his nine-step program and he's all about winners and losers. That's a massive theme. Big brother, Dwayne, played by Paul Dano, um, and grandpa, Alan Arkin, and mum, Tony, uh, Tony Collect, Cheryl Hoover. They all live together. Film opens with Cheryl going to collect her brother, Frank, played by um, Steve Carell, who's tried to kill himself. And I thought do we, do we find out straight away why he tried to kill himself? No, that literally that dinner scene. Yeah, right. That's so, a really good scene. Yeah. It's so so funny. he tried to kill himself, and I thought Stu Carell in that when he's just sitting in that wheelchair with his hands bandaged, and he's just he's not crying, but his eyes are just full. Yeah, yeah, they're full. And she comes, and she's very like logical initially, and then she says, "I'm just so glad you're alive." He doesn't cry, and she says, yeah. "That just makes one of us." And I just thought it was so this actually is like amazing acting in this movie. He is so uh, he's really good in this. I love Steve Carell. He's like and my hero. I love. It's him. weird because it's a it is a com- it's like a drama comedy, mm. but there's some amazing dramatic acting. Everything for, about this film yeah. is so 
when you like just peel back that top layer it's so beautiful so he goes to their house and you know they're having this family dinner then lovely olive comes and says oh uncle you've like uncle frank you've hurt your hands what have you done and then they had this discussion with the adults am i allowed to tell her and he says yeah i'm gonna tell her and he he goes on to be so flipping explicit yeah and he says, yeah, I tried to kill myself. This happened. I fell in with a boy. You fell in with a boy? That's really silly. He goes, yeah, that was silly. And she's being like a little kid. And then the granddad's like, that's one word to call it. Because he's a little yeah. idiot. Granddad's a heroin addict. That's the reason he, he got, got kicked, kicked out. He got kicked because he was snorting heroin. Yep. And he says, never do it as a kid. You should do it as an adult because, you know, you're an idiot if you do it as a youngster. But what am I going to live for? Kind of a valid point. In yeah, you're like, well. It kind of got skewed. Um logic there so they have this like you know conversation then the personalities start coming through and you've got richard who's just like are you a winner are you a loser are you? Yeah. He's, he's just constantly like that Dwayne is not speaking he's a mute he's a chosen mute he's a follower of nietzsche and the book he's reading as well was actually the one when nietzsche had the breakdown and he went mental have you read this no okay so it's brilliant by the way starts off amazing because it's nietzsche obviously but then he has his breakdown don't roll your eyes at me yeah, okay? yeah. Nerd. Then, and Literary then, then he has his breakdown and then he goes mental like actually you see that break in his writing and he's just like what the fuck like it's a little bit like in taxi driver when he's just like Switch, everyone's yeah. like really bad i'm going to kill the presidential yeah, candidate yeah. it's like what where did you get from a to b so he's reading that book and nietzsche said discipline extreme forms of discipline will make you achieve whatever goal so he wants to be a pilot air force pilot they can't afford their tickets to get to this pageant, so they decide all to go into the RV van and drive. And that is basically the film, this entire journey in this closed-off space and this car that's not working. And it's cool, properly. it's and really it's cool because it, it forces them all together. Yeah, forces and them like, all together. And you get these, you get these awesome mm. relationships between them all. Yeah. Like, you've got them all in the car together and you have this dynamic of all of them. And then when they get to like their hotels, the grandpa looks after the little girl yeah. and he goes and he's teaching her a dance and stuff. Mm. Like that's their little relationship. And then mum and dad are stressing about money mm. and things. And then the son is like... And the uncle, yeah, yeah. they're together. Now, during these scenes, because obviously the granddad's swearing all the time, left, right and centre, the production crew makes sure that Abigail Breslin, the actress, she was actually really listening to music. Really? Yep, because <laughs> they did not want her to listen <laughs> to what scene, he was that saying. That scene where he just turns around to the son, he's like, son, let me give you some advice. Mm-hmm. Fuck a lot of women. <laughs> All of them, a variety of them. You know what though? <laughs> if I was old like that, <laughs> I would probably say the same thing because it's true, right? I've got right nieces and stuff that have done nothing in their 20s like in so much as they've just worked and they've been boring they've never made any mistakes and just like oh my god you're so boring just like i don't know lose a job get fired or something you know you're bloody 21 years old you should be having fun not bloody <laughs> being silent and yeah. like following nietzsche and that's i think that's kind of his point he's just like why are you yeah being I so he, serious at such a young age. Yeah, I think I also think he just literally means that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I'm looking at. The I'm not going to comment on your yeah. niece's uh, like sexual activity. No, it's not a sexual activity. Just like that, actually, like stop being so serious. You know, you're just young because come on. Because yeah, he's yeah. got that attitude. Like he's old now. Yeah. And he's like, you should have just done this. Yeah. the whole time. And I kind of, I mean, I'm not saying that you know, fuck everything that you see, but 
He's kind of got, it's like this kid, he's playing a 15-year-old who's following yeah. Nietzsche. He has no friends, no social life because what, he thinks he's best than everyone? You, what, you're going through teenage angst? And it's a bit like, don't be so serious, you know? Mm. And that is proven very soon on, right? When he finds out he's colorblind. And we'll come that on to that in a sec. Oh, we're not, we do you want no, to talk about it now? No, we'll no. talk about it in a sec oh, okay, because sorry. I just want to go into the journey a little bit more. I think with the journey as well, when with the car breaking down, so this adds more yeah. dilemma into it. And then the mechanic says, oh, you just need to you like push it. push it. And <laughs> then there's an Indian version of this film, right? And it's called Dakado, um, which means push it. <laughs> so they've literally taken, that, taken yeah. that. And I think it's brilliant because it's such an important element of the film. Well, where they're all together. Them. They're just a team every time. Yeah. They just, no matter how much they're like upset with each other. Yeah, they absolutely. Have to do that. So they're pushing this car and they all have to run into it at, you know, one after another, really. And I love it when they're like pushing it, pushing, pushing it. And poor Dwayne, he's like kind of left behind. And he's like running and then gets in. And then Frank's like, no one gets left behind. No yeah. one gets. And it's like so stupid, but it's brilliant because yeah. it's like they all just ran into the car. I honestly don't think I would have made it. No. I would have been like, just leave me on the sidewalk. I'll stay here. See you later. Get me on the way back. Bye bye. And the idea of just like being together and being in that claustrophobic environment. Well. And I also like the fact that when they told the granddad to just shut up, like stop swearing and yeah. stuff, obviously, and that was kind of ad-libbed. So he turns around and says, hey, Olive, I'll give you a million dollars to turn around right now. Because that was ad-libbed, right? Because she was really listening yeah. to Nick. And like when I found that out, I was just like, that's brilliant. That's she funny. wasn't even acting. She was just genuinely listening to music. What was the second um, point that we had? It was you beauty pageants. Yeah, uh, that, so that was a family. So beauty pageants and had and reacted. I think all the beauty pageants, by the way, all the beauty queens, they were real beauty pageants. Yeah, it's queens. disgusting. Yeah. Have you ever seen those shows? Yeah. Do you know what um, Cap Teeth are? Yeah. I didn't even fucking... That's what I was like, why do they always look weird? Yeah, because they're like... They've all got yeah, open yeah. the mouth. It's actually, it's like so disgusting. Yeah. I can't, like, you know, I'm along the road somewhere with an ex-girlfriend or a friend or something mm. watching one of these, like kid beauty pageant yeah. shows and they are like horrendous well this is the thing right they're so over sexualized so initially the beauty pageant when olive gets onto stage the first girl that goes on she's wearing this tiny little bikini top yeah it's like she's what five or six years old there are no breasts what the flip are you doing she's got full makeup big hair and she's doing that whole flirtatious oh, like so and gross. it's so gross and the commentator man's like enjoying it i know that's his job to pretend that yeah, he likes yeah. it and you just think how are you allowing this to happen and olive's there and she's in a full body costume and she's like she's chubbier than these she other girls for that role. did she yeah um, yeah. But she's got glasses and she's got yeah. sort of goofy teeth. And, and she like, doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't wear makeup. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's funny because it's sort of a comment on the pageants themselves, mm. but then it also just sort of a larger comment on body image and stuff. Absolutely, because when her dad says to her, you don't eat ice cream because that's when you get fat. And I thought, I really love that scene because Steve Carell's character is a, what, the most eminent Proust scholar in America, yeah, yeah. right? That's his thing, right? And he's right, by the way, what he says about Proust, which is like he did absolutely fuck all in his life. He's a horrible person, <laughs> right? He wrote only one good book and that was that, right? Um, arguably, happily, you know? I don't know about personality, but she's only really written one good book. The second sure one. The second one. People didn't like it though. Have you read it? 
No. Her publisher made a good call then. Because her second book was originally meant to be released first. The publisher said, no, release this one first. Mm. Yeah, so he swapped the swapped it around. But you went, then you yeah. wonder whether it would have been received differently. If if you were coming to it with those eyes first. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're like are people's reactions to it based on the first one being Probably so successful? Probably be, simply because the first one, it like delved in childhood and stuff. And the second yeah. one, like, you know... I don't care if I spoil it for you, but like, you know, Jem's dead, mm. right? Like immediately within the first few pages, you're like, dad, it's a bit like... So why would you care about that yeah, if you didn't, hadn't exactly, built that relationship? Exactly, with and then Atticus turns out not to be who he really is. Yeah. It's a bit like... And because he was like the greatest hero yeah, of all absolutely. time from that first one. I like the fact that the family, after watching all these other girls on the beach pageant, they turn around and they're like, this is not okay. Yeah. Like this we is just to, like... And they're yeah. like, they're kind of like, we have to save her. We have to like mm. get her out. But then, uh, and then you find out that the dance that grandpa's been teaching yeah. her. What song um, is it? The song that they she dances to mm. at the end is the song called Super Freak That's by Rick one. James. That's the one. And it's <laughs> like... So inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and then the judges all freak out and they're like, get her off the stage, get her off the stage. Except for Miss California, who's loving it. Yeah, yeah. She's loving it. And then... As the family sort of run up to get off the stage, they kind of go, wait a second, like, mm. this is this is disgusting. Like, you're all freaks. And they all go out on the stage and join her in the dance. That was so, that was really The nice. dad wanted that scene to be cut. Really? Because apparently he's so embarrassed by his dancing. In real life, his wife takes a piss out of him. Everyone oh. does. So he was like, please cut it. And they're like, oh. no. <laughs> it's like the I most, think is so sweet. It's like the best scene yeah, in the whole thing. Like, it's, it is. I love um, Dwayne's dancing. Yeah. He's like got that angry face. And he's going for it. I think so. What did you think about the brother sister relationship? That so, was on the couch. Well, yeah. So I want to talk about. So he he wants to be the pilot, the mm. fighter pilot, and they're just cruising along, and um, Olive is just flipping through some magazine or something. Mm. She's like, "Oh, look at this picture," and he no, can't. It see, it's one of the dots. Test, yeah. It's the eye test, yeah. like the dots, the numbers, the numbered dots in the other circle. And she said, "Oh, look at that. Can you see that?" And he's just like shakes his head. Mm. And Steve Carell's character is like, you can see he realizes mm. it. He's like. Dwayne, can you see these? And he tries a few more. He's like, no, I can't see anything. He doesn't say it, but That's he shakes the thing it. about Steve Carell in this like film, like the subtlety of his face. Yeah, and he and he you can he see, can see cares away. and stuff as well. Yeah, and, you can and then see, he's yeah. and he's and then you can see he's wrestling with having to tell the kid. He's like, you can't be a pilot if you're colorblind. Mm. And they and he starts to freak out and they pull over the car and he runs out and he screams. That scene when he's like punching yeah. the car and everything. That was amazing. And then he screams and he like swears. He like just screams as loud as he can. And the family are all like, what do we do? And then Olive walks up to him and like takes his hand. Yeah. And puts her, they don't say a word. No, because the so way sweet. he like screams at the mom. Yeah. And because he like, swears at them all. He's like, everything. you guys, are, I, yeah. I hate you. you all, you've all done this. Like, yeah. You're all like, complaining about your bullshit. Nothing matters. And and it was the dad that says, Olive, you try. The mom's like, what's she going to do? And she just walks up, puts her head on his shoulder and he says, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's let's it. Go. And he goes and apologizes yeah, to them all. It's I'm all really good. sorry like, about what I said. And I think it, it, they have such a good relationship. Now, did you know he's meant to be the son from her first marriage? Yeah, I didn't know that. It was know like, that. how is, apparently just like establishing the first like opening. It like, must be in, the, in like, because I, like, I didn't pick that up. At, at all, all ever i never picked that up no. and but it doesn't ever come up again no and so it's like why bother yeah i was like well, what was maybe maybe it adds another layer to his relationship, relationship with the dad yeah which it doesn't really because no 
because I think the dad would have been like that with his own son. Yeah. Like I think I don't I don't see the dad treating Dwayne in any. Oh other, no, 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 no treat him like a son. So. Um, but about the brother sister relationship, like because he's silent and sort of standoffish the whole almost mm. first half of the movie, then that happens and he's a bit more involved. And then with the dance thing at the end, mm. you can see he's like. Uh, you can almost see everything he does in that whole pageant scene is for Olive. Yeah. Like everything he wants to do, he's like, let's get her out of here. And then he goes and dances with her. And he's just like, whatever I have to do to yeah. take care of her. And When she's walking up the hill after the, hit, the screaming and then she's, and you can just see like, she's like got her little cowboy boots on. So he's struggling. <laughs> and she's walking up the hill and he's just like, like a big brother, like watching, watching, like, oh, fuck's sakes. Just yeah. picks her up and like just gives it to the mum. I was just like, that's, yeah, that's really, like, yeah, really nice. giving her some independence. That ice cream scene though. So when she's like, oh, I don't want my ice cream. And then granddad's like, oh, I'll have I'll some. Have and then the, all the men like kind of join in together. And then I really like that because he's mute at the time. And he picks the ice cream up and goes right next to her face like. Yeah. And he's like pretending like it's really delicious. And then she's like, it's all really right, nice. stop. So nice. Such a nice like little message. Yeah. I yeah. think like Steve Carell's character in that scene as well. Like he was about to explain what Alan Oldman. Oh, in the fashion. They were all really interested. And then dad's like, shut up, Frank. Yeah. And it's a bit like. Dude, everyone was genuinely interested in what he was about to say. But the dad was an interesting character because he was—he kept doing those things mm. where he was sort of, you know, you got to be a winner. It's all about mm. winning. You can't have ice cream because then you get fat and you mm. want to be a winner. And he's telling him, shut up and stuff. And then it sort of, you get led into his job stuff unraveling. Yeah. You go, shit, man. He's really just trying to... Do his best. He's trying right? to do his best yeah. for his family and he thinks that's what he's doing. He's trying to promote his brand thing mm. for this and he's trying to you like actually and it flips your whole opinion yeah. you're like oh man he's he's a good guy yeah they all are yeah they they not have communicate like yeah. they're not communicating enough like his relationship with his father as well like granddad's awesome yeah but he's also a heroin addict that whole scene where so spoiler alert granddad overdoses on heroin and dies mm. <laughs> that whole scene when they're sneaking the body out of the hospital. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, <laughs> literally, it's, it's, it's like, like, what the slaps, f- It's like uh, slapstick, like, uh, like Monty Python sort of, kind of it's like, uh, the two Ronnies, like they're running yeah. around with like a body wrapped up in a sheet and they, oh, they're the guards come and they have to run this way and they have to drop it out the window. And- I really like the f- husband and wife relationship then because every time he speaks, she's like, Richard, Richard, yeah. Richard. It's like, she's always stopping him. She's and a really good actress. Fantastic. And then, she's always stopping him and they've got that tension they always argue about money and stuff and then in that moment she goes yeah I'm going to kidnap my dad's body and <laughs> yeah. she's like it's a handbag down and she's like let's do this yeah. and it's like they are a team yeah, man yeah. like because this sounds that's totally mental. true is that they, they you do get the sense that they're just in it together yeah. yes they are good stuff but they're like yeah, yeah we'll get this stuff it. done but I just I just just loved it when she just put that handbag down she's yeah. like yeah we're gonna do it <laughs> he's having his breakdown and it's but then, fine like the brother and mm. um, Steve Crow were just totally on board as yeah. well like, yeah yeah, we're just gonna do it <laughs> when they actually finally get to the pageant and when Steve Crow runs to get so funny, to is it? oh that straight arm straight, straight arms and just the hands moving but I was like that's the best <laughs> one and he's in his white trousers and white shirt yeah like a Bollywood king and cause he and then he comes across <laughs> his um his ex, ex. Brian Cranston no, that was um. Was that, that, that was the that was uh Richard's uh, marketing guy. Oh, that's yeah. right. No, I just remember seeing him. In mate, it. you know when he comes across his ex, I was literally my hand on my face like every oh time, my God, and I'm just so like, this awkward. is so. It's not even awkward. It's just really hard, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like you motherfucker. 
Like you screwed me over, got with my enemy. And because you're like, because you know that he tried to kill himself mm. and what he's been through, you're kind of like, you're totally on his team. Yeah. And so you're like, oh man. And the other guys, he's all like blonde and like pretty. And you're just like, I just want to punch you the face. Yeah. I hate you so much. I met you for five seconds. I hate you. <laughs> right? It's like, we're, fr- we're like best friends with this character now. We're just like, you know, I've got you, man. Yeah. I've got you. I will kill a man for you. <laughs> right? I love you so much. What did you think about um, the father? The character arc. What the other oh, dead dead? Yeah, really good. I think it was good. I think it was. I think it was really real, but obviously like dramatized. But it was good. It's it's always good seeing someone like you know. I don't want to say someone not being like a perfect dad because you see it all the time. But not being. Uh, it was it was quite believable the way he was treating everybody mm. because of the situation they were in. You could really understand. You could really sort of identify with it almost. Yeah. I think I, I agree with what you're saying because I think I don't think when he said like winners and losers constantly I, I honestly don't think he genuinely meant what he was oh, saying he, he didn't believe like, it at all he was just peddling what, yeah. this like he's this like, idea yeah. and he's like well what else like it, it almost without saying it it was almost like well what else am I going to tell these guys yeah how and it was it was almost like well I'm trying to sell this thing so I better try and believe mm. it even yeah. though it was clear that he didn't yeah because he wasn't a winner. No. No. He was just trying. But then he even said that winners always try, even if they fail the first time round. Because mm. he wasn't saying fail. Which is yeah, which, which is, is true. Which is true. Which is true. I the fact that Steve Carell said you're mute because of Nietzsche, and because he's a scholar, and I was thinking, yeah, he gets that significance. It's like, yeah. are you listening to a crazy person right now? And like, he's like, how is anyone doing anything about this? And then Dad's like, oh, I was just think it shows tremendous um, amount of discipline it's like yeah but it's discipline from a crazy person <laughs> like you know no one was seeing yeah. where he was coming from because he's so far removed from that family dynamic because he's so smart etc yeah but i liked how when he was asking do he just like so like who are your mates do you hate any like who do you hang out with i hate everyone underline everyone Okay. Yeah. Like you know, you're a teenager right now. I I think I liked his. I think I liked his arc the best. The the brothers. Dwayne. Yeah. yeah. To only twelve years between him and Shaul. Wow. In real life, he was twenty two when he played that character. So I I was trying to remember where I knew him from. Mm. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? No, I've heard of it though. So it's uh, Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis? No, not Damien Lewis. What's his name? Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. Um, one of the first guys that discovers oil out in California or something mm. and he builds this big oil and there's these creepy twins mm. played by that guy really and they're like horrible and they're dicks and he like he's fucking like heaps messed up twins are always creepy aren't they yeah especially when they're made to be creepy mm. like they're shining twins yeah they're shining oh my god in my last school there were twin girls and I'm not even shitting you I screamed when I saw them because they were creepy. Were they and blonde? They looked Did they exact- hold hands? Um, no, they, were, no, they weren't us. holding hands. Maybe we should do a Stephen King episode. They were not holding hands. They were linking arms. Oh. Okay. And they were like famously creepy, right? But they were wearing and blue it, dresses. It was like- one of those corridors, you know, where the lights just never come on, right? <laughs> and I opened the door and I saw them and I went, ah! oh shit. <laughs> Are you all right there, ladies? Are you, uh, where, what classroom do you need to be in? And they just looked at me like, Come go- play with no, us. Like, We're going to the base. And literally in unison, I was like, yeah. Did they yep. turn around together and then walk off? And then I went to the staff room and I was like, yeah. 
I've just met the blah blah twins. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. Yep. Because <laughs> they were completely identical. Phenomena that is, with identical twins, they tend to be more in unison, don't they? And yeah. I was just like, well, that's shit's fucking creepy, that's man. Like, it's creepy. What so, would you give this film? I'd give it an A. Yeah. I love this. Good week for movies. Yeah, ma'am. We picked Absolutely. good ones. We did. The quirky films. Quirky films. Yeah. Super you want to know a fun fact? Sure. For me, you're not going to not be interested at all. So, you know the mechanic? Yeah. In this room? Little girl. Yeah. Olive. Yeah. As well as Debs. All went on to being Grey's Anatomy. Hmm. Yeah. What are the odds? Probably pretty good for people <laughs> of that at that time I, I was like watching I was like shit that's, that person's crazy that to me oh shit <laughs> but then in Sunshine so obviously Brian Cranston and you know the cop that pulls him over Breaking Bad yeah two main characters of Breaking Bad yeah two years la- only nice. two years later as well that's interesting yeah that, that's Breaking Bad's that old yeah no like when they were casted and crap oh, and all okay. that shit yeah um, good movies this week yeah mum Next so week? I just want to say, because we we sort of wrestled with a couple of others. Mm. Everybody out there, go and watch as well. Go and watch um, the fundamentals of caring. Mm-hmm. Go and watch the way way back, mm-hmm. and go and watch wrist cutters a love story. Mm-hmm. All really quirky, all really funny, um, really well done movies. Yeah, and also inside I'm dancing. That's my yeah. recommendation. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Go watch it. Next week we have a guest. Yay! Yippee! He's a friend of mine. He okay. plays volleyball with me. Yeah. His name's Daniel Farley. Is he six foot ten? No, he's shorter than me. <gasps> what? He's five eleven. But he's nicer than me. So. Really? That's actually possible. Yeah, he's like the nicest dude, and he's um, just like super positive and super like down for everything. And every time we speak, he's down it, for anything, right? Don't make don't make it gross. <laughs> I'm not every making time, it gross. Every time we speak, it just ends up talking about. We just end up talking about movies or TV shows and stuff. Like, it's always onto that. So, I was like, dude, we're going to get you on. He's like, yep, sweet. I said, what do you want to do? And he said, you know what? I want to do Ghostbusters because it is a movie that does exactly what it sets out to do. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Mm. It's this fun, fantastical, sci-fi-ish ghost movie, a bit of comedy, and it's exactly that. It's not trying to change the world. It's not trying to send a message. It's exactly that. Yeah, exactly. And so we racked our brains trying to think of another movie. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking and we said, a perfect example is your favorite franchise. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Yes. Which is movies that do exactly... They're not trying to have a deep storyline. Nobody cares. It's just about fun silliness. But we felt like they weren't exactly deep enough to talk about. Ghostbusters is. Yeah, but there's enough in it that you can talk about. Like, Napoleon Dynamite is a deep movie. dare you, okay? Fast and Furious start off with some thieves. Paul Walker is a national treasure. You shut the fuck up, okay? Listen, they start off with some thieves, and now they are like some criminal... Like, they're just like criminal busting. They're like working... They're worth criminals? They're worth thieves, and now they're criminals? No, no. Now they're like criminal busting masterminds, right? They're like some kind of like Vin Diesel is not a mastermind. Just, all right. Do you know just, what they call him on the Weekly Planet? What? An egg in a vest. Maybe so. Pretty good. Yes, he is. Maybe so, but he's making the buckaroos, yeah? That's true. And, and they've got The Rock now. Yeah. And The Rock's the band. 
He is the, the most influential person in Hollywood. Have you seen his Instagram? No. He posts Instagram. pictures of him uh, at the gym yeah. being like fucking enormous. He posts pictures of his cheat meal, which is usually uh, sushi, but it's like like a meter circle of sushi. I wonder how many calories it takes a day. It's like oh, about, like so like much. 8,000 or something. More. Really? Probably. Yeah, I'd say so. He's so big. Yeah. Um, and then the other video, like he puts up videos of like his daughter painting his fingernails <laughs> and his little stories. It's like, oh, I went to leave for work and my daughter was like, you can't go. You have to get your fingernails done. He's like, no, no, I really have to go. She's like, come on, daddy. He's like, fine. And I'm like, that's nice. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. That's why he has like mass appeal in Hollywood because he can go from like a PG film to a flipping 18. Yeah. He's awesome. And he seems like... He's also, he seems like somebody who could say, hey, mate, do you want to go for a drink? Yeah, he guy. seems like yeah. genuinely like he'd be a pretty nice yeah. dude. Um, so anyway, we racked our brains and t- you're going to laugh at me because we on. said that uh, Fast and the Furious wasn't deep enough, but we picked this movie. Go on. We picked a movie called Machete. Yes. Which is Danny Trejo. And surprisingly, like really all-star cast in a epic like B-movie. It is like over-the-top ridiculousness. Um does it have I've a machete seen, in the film? Yeah, his name is his name is Machete and he kills people with a machete. That's Brilliant. exactly what we wanted. Exactly, right? Yeah, it's that's not, it's exactly not misleading. Exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Um and this movie cuz have you seen Ghostbusters? Yes. Yes. Oh, we've talked about this. Have you seen Machete? Do you even know me? Like do you even know me? What, like she doesn't even the, go what here. The, what the fuck is this? All um, I've talked about is how much I hate the Ghostbusters yeah, remake. I remember that now. Oh my god. I remember that as I said it. Um, you haven't seen Machete though No I have not I've only seen about half of Machete I feel so like I should Can't make eye contact with you anymore This is about a new one For both of us Ugh. Okay fine Why if I don't care I'm so pissed off right now Anyways So Please 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 Watch the movies That we're watching Yeah um, Focus on what we're focusing on Which we haven't Worked out So just focus on whatever And tell us what you're focusing on Tell us if you would have Picked any other movies We found this a really hard category Movies that yeah. do what they say On the tin it's easier than easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Think about a movie that's exactly what you expect out of it. Um, like, without going into like rom-com genres. I think yeah. that was the hardest thing. Because we were trying to work out ones that didn't sort of, like, you know, like Shannara suggested Back to the Future. We said, well, that was kind of smarter and funnier than a regular sci-fi. Yeah. So it kind of, it didn't do, it was better than mm. what it was. But we were ones that are, are exactly what mm. you sort of expect. Um, pick some movies. Tell us what you come up with. That'd be cool. Yeah. And as always, ble- please, 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 please do comment on all of our social media platform. We are on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook, um, the Homework Club Pod. And please do email us at the Club Pod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>